Welcome to Senior Moments on 93.1 CFIS-FM. Well, Sharon, we are back on the air again. Oh, welcome. And it's a beautiful day. We haven't gotten that rain they promised us. Well, I had a phone call from Quinnell at 10.30 last night, and my friend was saying the lightning and the thunder, and then I was wakened up at I don't know what time this morning with a crack of thunder over the house, and that's yeah. all I got. They got rain in Williams Lake. Yeah, well, maybe we're special. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, today we got Amy Dangel from the library, and uh, um, it's so good to see you. It's so nice to be able to look across and see the guests for a change. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it's really nice to do this in person. Yeah, and you can't roll your eyes or anything because I can <laughs> see you. <laughs> so, uh, library, you've been away. Have you just a bit yourself? And, um, yeah, I had some vacation in June, and mm-hmm. uh, yeah. Uh, that was a kind of nice. Was it nice weather then? We it was, had, the, yeah. It was a very nice week yeah. to be off. Oh, you know, I really want to go on a a sailing boat around the island. You oh. know, just a small one. Yeah, I would love to do that. Maybe next year. Um, I was thinking that we could do it this year, but now with the COVID kicking in again i don't know what we're gonna do yeah but anyway it's really nice to see you you're looking good you're looking healthy you're looking happy oh thank you (laughs) are you all those things i am all those things (laughs) good judge me so i went on your website and boy oh boy it sure changed over the years you've got so much happening and and is it because of covid that you've had to adjust things and kind of think of new ways of doing it because i really like what you're doing yeah you know we definitely over the past year have had to think about how do we reach people how do we still give them program access well you know when they can't meet in person and so yeah we've had to be flexible and our staff have learn new ways of doing things. Yeah, because there, there was one thing I noticed uh, was the um, membership. You know, to me, a membership is just a membership. So what's, and then I see the different memberships that you have for families and groups. And, and then there's one for the internet. Yeah. So you can, if, you know, that's more for visitors or maybe people that don't have a fixed address if they want to come in and they want to access the internet. We don't want to put a barrier up to prevent them from doing that. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we have the internet cards so that they can still use the internet. That's really good. You know, I, I remember when I was working at Phoenix House that we would take women over so that they could con- connect yeah. with family and stuff like that. So that's a really good service. And then the family groups, is that like um, um, mom, dad, and kids yeah. that kind of thing? And that gives you um, the ability to pick up items for other people and, oh. you know, those... Those kinds of privacy laws that we have in place, um, you know, are very oh. are very rigid in libraries. Yeah. And we, you know, we're not going to tell someone else about your borrowing history. But if you sign up for like a family or group membership, then it gives you that opportunity to, you know, pick up something for your family member or place a hold for your family member. And I was thinking with all this, you know, I even have a cell phone now, which isn't I didn't buy it. Phoenix House did, and they and they're paying for the because I didn't want one. I didn't want to get dependent on it, and I have to say I wish that I'd never gotten it because I'm 
you know, doing things on there that I taking away my time for other things that I should be doing. Yeah. <laughs> one, one benefit is research that I can do right away because I'm on dial up. I live out of town, so right. I can't just get the internet. I have to dial it up and, and stuff. So I was thinking, I do have a friend, two friends that go to the library regularly. Yeah. And so then I was thinking, there's still some people who like to hold a book and read a book. I'd say there's still a lot of people that like to do that. Like if we look at our statistics from the past few years, the majority of people are still taking out physical books from the library. And, you know, yeah, especially over the last year with COVID, we've seen a rise in the number of people that are using our digital services, Mm -hmm. um, like borrowing eBooks and audiobooks. But, you know, most of what we're doing is lending physical books. Yeah. I think that's so good because um, reading is one of my favorite hobbies and uh, and research since I've been um, doing the radio show boy research has become a passion of mine and learning you know uh, there's a time when you think well I got through school well I got through high school well I got through university but yeah. It never ends for some people. Yeah, I'm there's, just, there's. I'm so interested. There's so much to discover. So, yeah, yeah. Um, whether that be through a book you pick up at the library or when you read on your phone. Yeah, yeah. And I, um, I prefer to have the pages and the smell and the. And I grew up in a family that were printers, and um, they they were involved in printing books and printing. And my grandfather, he did. Um, he and his brother did ink for so different colored inks they developed for printing and and so i know the smell i know the machines the, those old machines it wasn't any computer like this <laughs> the whole thing was like a block long it was like a, a ship yeah and all the paper going through the different sections and the smell of the oil and and there were steps going up to the the press, right. and it was really neat. Yeah, uh, printing newspaper. My first job was working for a newspaper, and when I started, we still printed, like we still pasted things up and yeah. then sent them off to the printer that way. So, yeah, yeah. There's yeah. something comforting about that, isn't it? And when you think back in the day when the there was a, a typesetters and they had to set it backwards. Yeah. Imagine. <laughs> can you imagine? Well, I think I'd be good at that because I'm a bit dyslexic. So oh, I can. <laughs> so that might be a benefit. There. Yeah, because I see things like my friend. I have a friend named uh, Greta, but I always see great. Okay. And, you know, I get. The, but I know that it's Greta. Yeah, but you're great, Greta. <laughs> <laughs> and so I was looking at what you were doing for teens and. and uh, I think it's important to have programs for kids because they're so into their their iPads and everything. And so you've got a teen challenge. What is that? Yeah, so it's the Tens to Teens Challenge. And you can pick up a like a paper booklet in our branches or you can download it from our website. And each week there's different challenges and they kind of focus on you know, research or exploring something in your community or trying something new. Um, And, you know, it's a great opportunity for 10s to teens, so 10 to 18-year-olds to kind of like do something on their own time Mm -hmm. or, you know, with their friends Mm -hmm. where they're still kind of connected to the library and, you know, Mm -hmm. leaving their house. So, yeah. Yeah. That's neat. And I think you have um, 
adult supper challenge, kind of the same thing. Yeah, that's kind of the same thing. So there's some reading challenges. There's a list of like prompts, for example. Um, there might be something like read a local history book or, you know, there's also things about exploring the community. And then there's kind of like being a good citizen and a good neighbor. So there's some prompts around that, like, mm-hmm. you know, give someone a compliment. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. What we used to be taught in guides and, yeah. and brownies and stuff, th- those are important things. And I think they're, they're kind of getting missed. Um, and the other part of that, um, the era, uh, with the kids, I was thinking, how much do we know about our political system in British Columbia? That is a great question. Um, and, you know, over the years, we've done some, like, candidating and different mm-hmm. um, ways for people to participate in civic engagement and to learn about elections. But I don't know that we've ever done something specifically for kids or teens. And so I had Mike Morris on for a whole hour um, a couple of weeks ago to talk about the parliament and and how it works. It sounds really boring to me. And how, uh, uh, something that he put forward in 2016 has just been passed. Mm-hmm. But it's about the system. And one of the things I learned by doing the research, and everybody says, why are we sending money to the queen? And we don't. Oh, I didn't know that. I know. <laughs> we don't send a penny to her. We don't pay any member of the royal family. And so we all walk around saying, what are we sending money to them for? Mm-hmm. They got all the money in the world. Well, we don't. And um, uh, what we do is pay, if they come over here, we'll pay for their travel right. and whatever has to be done, the safety and that. And if we ask the queen or the royal family to do something in particular for Canada. Yeah. But those are things that... Um, I only learn now at my age by doing this research about our parliamentary system. Well, that gets into an interesting conversation around like misinformation. How many of us are walking around with these ideas that are not based in fact, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and that's a place where libraries can come in and, you mm-hmm. know, help provide accurate information. Yeah. And so like do a questionnaire. Yeah. Does uh, BC contribute towards the royal family and yes or no and how much (laughs) you're giving me some very interesting ideas for social media posts (laughs) and so uh canada sent 118 million dollars was it anyway um but that is to be a member of of the commonwealth okay and there's a benefit of some sort to be a member of the commonwealth and so i've got to do a little more research because there's some kind of a um, a pass that you can get as a Canadian citizen that gives you the right to enter any of the Commonwealth countries okay. without having to have a lot of... So that's something you can yeah, look up, too. I will look that up. <laughs> I saw it going in there. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I think, like, I felt um, that we needed to know more. And, and, I mean, it would be good to have your MLAs coming to the library and answering some questions or doing a um, a, a, a workshop a clip yeah. that, where they can uh, say this is what we do dummy yeah <laughs> yes we could all learn more about the electoral system and you know yeah municipal and provincial and federal government i think well because of course of my generation we were british 
Okay. And yeah. so we sang God Save the King and God Save the Queen, and and uh, we were a member of the British. We were British subjects. Mm-hmm. And so now, when did it change? And when did it become? And so the Queen is the head of state. Yes. And the the Prime Minister's the head of the country. Yes. Yes. And in the States, that crazy guy that was running the country was the head of both. Oh, interesting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, but that is interesting, isn't it? Now, you've got ebooks and more. So, ebooks are how people like to read off of their iPad or... Yeah. 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 Different e-readers. Um, and then you can also get audiobooks, you know, from a couple of the different digital collections we have. So one is Hoopla, the other is Overdrive. And uh, so both of those have lots to offer in terms of, of reading materials. So if I was going on a long trip and a long drive, I could go and, and uh, put them in my cassette but I don't know it's not cassette it's disc well in those cases you would download them to like your phone or your e-reader oh, and I then see. play them that way but yeah. we also have audiobooks on disc which is what I pick up when I'm taking the kids on a long road trip yeah 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 that because I was thinking you know uh, um, if I'd only had that when I drove back to Ontario, it would have been great. <laughs> we didn't have anything, just a radio back in the, those days in the 70s. Yeah. And then um, you've got a book study room, and I hadn't ever thought about that. Yeah, so they are called study rooms, but people use them for meetings. Um, they use them for all sorts of different things. So we can book those a few weeks in advance. You can have them up to two hours a day and it's just kind of like a nice private space like it's Uh not soundproof or anything but um they seem to be very popular and we've had those for quite a few years and we've just started opening them up again since the pandemic so do they cost nope nope they're free they're free you don't have to have a library card to book one so Mm -hmm. they're open to anyone because I was just thinking about um, having a, a vision meeting with a board of directors, and that might be a nice place to have one. Yeah, I think if you have a small enough board, I think the room can fit around six people. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, that's a good option for folks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll have to th- keep that in the back of my mind, that's for sure. Uh, the Knowledge Garden, of course, is something that's really special and that we finally got going. Eh? Yeah, that's yeah. a bit of a gem. Um, we've been hosting story time out there and some other oh. library programs for teens and mm-hmm. youth. Uh, and so that's open every day that the library is open. And then it closes about 45 minutes before the library closes. So people can come in. There's places to sit. There's a picnic table. Mm, nice. Yeah. And then do they have, do you have special, like, do you have plants in there with the names beside them and what they're for? We don't have the names beside them. Um, but I know that there was a real focus on using like native species of plants that mm-hmm. are, um, native to this area. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so if you go into the garden, you'll see that. And then in the middle there, we also have like a, a vegetable garden so people oh. can come and pull a carrot yeah absolutely (laughs) there's some saskatoons in there so cool yeah well i know that the university um is doing a a special section that's all indigenous yeah plant well the plants are um used by the indigenous people okay for healing and stuff like that and um and then we use them learn from them yes to use them and so maybe 
um, if you get if you get a minute, you could say, can we have some of those plants yeah. for our garden? That yeah. sounds like a really interesting project. They're yeah. always doing cool things up there. I know they are. Yeah, I haven't been up there to see the garden, but they're doing a huge expansion. Yes, last time I talked to them. Yeah, now fairy tales and legends—that's my favorite. Oh, yeah. So that was one of the reading lists we had posted. So it was kind of fairy tales, but reworked like these, like retellings of, mm-hmm. of the stories in different ways. And mm-hmm. so I love that, too. It's always interesting to like, what if, you know, you totally flipped Beauty and the Beast on its head and it was a totally different story, but with that same like essential essence. Well, they do that with the movies all the yeah. time, don't they? Yes, they and, do. And they just rename it. Yeah. And give it different titles. But I, I mean, fairy tales, and that's what we grew up with, was Grimm's fairy tales. And, you know, your mom or your grandma or your dad, maybe, if you were lucky, <laughs> would read you that. Yeah. But I think about what my mother read to me before I went to sleep. Uh, Black Beauty. You cry all the way through that. Yes. And Beautiful Joe. Oh, my. <laughs> there were some sad children stories. <laughs> what a morbid mother I had. <laughs> I was thinking about Beautiful Joe the other day, and they did make a movie of it, I think. And uh, it's a horrible story. <laughs> At least at the beginning of it. You know, don't want it. Don't read that to your kids. <laughs> and and uh, you've got uh, volunteers. So you have teenagers coming in to volunteer. Do, do they sort the books? And No. Um, usually our teen volunteers work on helping us with different programs. They oh. also kind of serve like an advisory role. So they tell us kind of what they want to see in their space in the library. Um, Yeah. So that's a a great role for teens that are looking for a volunteer gig in the, in the fall here. Yeah. The more I could pull in there, the better, you know, to get them interested. I mean, I was 14 when I read grass beyond the mountains Mm -hmm. and 14 years later, I was where the story took place. Oh, and, that is and so... I know, and it, it's sort of like I was so... That book took me places yeah. that I wanted to be. Yeah, it's really kind of transformational when you read something and then you're like, well, I have to go there now. Yep, <laughs> and the first horse I I had, uh, I was boarding, um, was owned by one of the main characters in the book. Oh, really? But I didn't know that at the time. Wow. I know there was a lot of stuff in there that was very interesting. What? We got one minute? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, see, look how quick it went. <laughs> And and so I want everybody to go on the library uh, website and have a look. It's so interesting. And uh, you've got such a lovely spot over there. And there's so many other things that people think, don't think about yeah. that you're offering that are so great. Yes. And, um, and so they can phone. What's the phone number? It's 250-563-9251, extension 100. And then go in and go see the garden. And, and yes. you could even take a sandwich and a book and go and sit in the picnic table. And Yes, come and, and see us. Yeah, do it. Support our local library and, uh, and say hi to Amy. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll take a sh- short break. Amy, thanks so much for coming in and Thank telling you. us about one of our favorite spots. Thanks for having me. Talk to you in the fall. See what you're up to. Okay. Okay. We're going to take a sh- short break and we'll be back with our next guest. 
Give your morning a boost with some sounds from above with Songs in Chapel Sunday mornings at 9 on 93.1 CFIS-FM. Join me, Corey Walker, as I fill the airwaves with the sounds of heavenly gospel music. I feature a mixture of traditional country, bluegrass, southern, and black gospel, and even a little bit of worship and contemporary Christian music. An inspiring message from the Salvation Army's Heartbeat series is featured in every show. As Songs in Chapel Sunday morning at 9, only here on 93.1 CFIS-FM. Leadership development and capacity building looks different to everyone. Vantage Point's suite of consulting and coaching services is flexible and designed to support the unique experiences of your organization. As a leader in not-for-profit capacity building in BC, Vantage Point's team can provide your organization with consulting and coaching that will help you navigate organizational change and meet your goals. Full details on Vantage Point's consulting services are available through the consulting link under services at vantagepoint.ca. Alzheimer's Society of BC's virtual education sessions provide the opportunity to discuss a dementia-related topic in a smaller group and a chance to ask questions. Learn and discuss strategies to maintain or improve your brain health with an introduction to brain health Thursday, August 12th from 10 to 11.30. For more information or to register, call the First Link Dementia Helpline at one 800 936 60 or email info.helpline at alltimerbc.org. Forecast from Environment Canada for today, a mix of sun and cloud with local smoke, a high of 27 and a high UV index. Tonight, partly cloudy with local smoke, a low of 12. On Wednesday, a mix of sun and cloud with local smoke, a high of 28 and a very high UV index. Brought to you in part by Riverbend Seniors Community on 93.1 CFIS-FM. This is Senior Moments. So we're back on the air and our next guest is on the line. Oh, welcome. Hello, Angela. Hi, how are you today? I'm really good, thank you. And Angela is uh, helping the animals. Uh, So she's with the Prince George Humane Society. And, uh, uh, I, you know, it really hurts me to even ask how things are going with the forest fires, Angela, and people having to leave their homes. And uh, what are you left with? Um, yeah, you know, it's a very, very difficult time of the year. I, I actually uh, was talking early on. We were looking back at the William Blake evacuation where we took in 230 uh, cats. Oh, um, you know, and that, we actually had them for a 27-day period, so it was a really, really long and extensive period for us. I mean, the good thing, what it looks like at the moment, is a lot of the evacuees aren't getting evacuated into Prince George, but mm-hmm. as you know, that can change at any point. Oh, yes. So yeah. We, yeah, we have been on standby, so we actually just prepped uh, 300 kennels um, in case we needed to open up an emergency evacuation center. Uh, you know, these are the ones that are left behind because people, um, you know, you're humans, you think of your kids and what you need to take out, and it's just a heartbreaker when this oh, happens. Really. You know, so, you know, we mainly do the sheltering for the animals that um, are, are owned, so people that have been able to get their animals out, but the SBCA usually go in afterwards and get those animals that have... Uh, um, not being able to leave, so um, you know they're kind of more in that role. But um, yeah, yeah, I think you know it's really, really challenging in those situations. Um, when they originally had Hurricane Katrina, I know when um, just before the floods, they told people, "Oh, probably three to four days, and you can go back to your property." And 
they didn't realise that it was going to be three weeks before rescue crews could get into those communities, right? So, you know, a lot of communities have really started to create animal uh, management plans uh, during evacuation to move animals out of communities. So it's really great to see that there's been some progress there. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Yeah. I'm, uh, I mean, your your um, your rescue and rehabilitation that of abused and neglected and abandoned animals, and uh, I I just uh, it's just hard to even say those things. You know, I know that um, the um, Humane Society in Toronto was uh, the first ones to dis- really look at the abuse of children. Because when they went to pick up an animal, they'd find out that the child was being abused as well. And, I mean, nothing changes, does it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's always going to be a uphill, a uphill battle. I think, uh, you know, there's always, um, we need to understand the importance of making sure we're educating. I think that's really a good starting point. It's really starting with the kids. Yes, I agree. Um, but a lot still has to be changed, you know, with legislation and a lot of changes still need to be made with penalties, right? A lot of people yes. are getting charged with animal cruelty, but the penalties are just so, yeah. so minimal, right? So, yeah, there's a lot of changes that need to be made in, or in order for there to be a huge impact. How can we help with that? Um do, do we start with our MLAs and and say that uh, what are you doing uh, to help the animals uh, and to uh, lay heavier penalties on people who are abusing them and neglecting them? Yeah, well, the SPCA really have the authority to enforce the Protection of Cruelty to Act. Cruelties Act, so they're really the leader in getting some of these uh, things changed and, and, you know, tackling some of the legislation issues, and I think they're doing a really, really great job. Mm-hmm. I think the community, though, you know, always supporting those organizations, always sharing, you know, the stories, mm-hmm. um, trying to do things to uh, raise funds and help them in those kind of ways. I think that they are doing an amazing job to try and change uh, some of uh, the challenges that they're having in... Um, in prosecuting animal cruelty, but I think it's really important for the stories to be shared and to be mm-hmm. for people to really support those organizations. Well, uh, people like yourself who are willing to roll up their sleeves, you know, I'll give you money, but uh, as far as rolling up my sleeves, you find me in the corner weeping. I would ab- be <laughs> absolutely useless or yeah. beating on somebody. <laughs> Yeah, you know, and you just yeah, you leave that work to the people that want to do it, and yeah. people are always like, I want to get involved fast, and I always say to people, well, you don't have to physically involve, be yeah. involved. There's other ways that you can make a difference, and that whether that be making donations or spreading the word, or you know, getting involved in a community program, don't necessarily involve uh, having to work day to day with the animals. So. Yes, and and I think um, like you do these fundraisers, which. Uh, I was reading about the the one that you had with the the paw draw, and your tickets got sold out. Yes, yeah, yeah. We just we were just a little bit short on the target that we anticipated, but mm-hmm. you know we knew with COVID that it was obviously a hard time for everyone, and we couldn't do much of a fundraising event. So we yes. were like, well, if we do a fundraiser where it benefits everyone, you know, someone could win money at the same time, but we also get money for the organisation. Kind of just. Felt like a good win-win for us. Yes, yeah. It's a lot of work, though. I have to say, oh, it is a lot of work. Manpower getting that kind of uh, thing together. Yeah, um, but it was great. It was a great fundraiser. So you've got one coming up in September. 
Yes, uh, so we we're doing our kennel lock in. So mm-hmm. we did this. We did. We we did. I think I want to say uh, November last year, but we've moved it up a little because I'm doing boogie with the stars. Oh yes. So it's our kennel lock in, and basically what we do is we get people to nominate people to be locked up in the adoption center with the animals, and then they've got to raise their bail. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and uh, you know, we did twenty three thousand last year for that. So, um, you know, we want to up that tally a little bit to around 30,000. Yeah, yeah. And so people need to go on the website for that and see how you nominate someone. Yeah, they usually go to the website and submit a nomination and then we contact them. Yeah. There's one or two that don't want to. Yeah, well, we need to to do that. And so... um, you with the COVID now, with people going back to work, are you? Because I heard this on the news, and I think it was probably um, down in Vancouver. But people are are bringing their animals, uh, surrendering them because they're going back to work. Yes, yeah. So I think that was a challenge. A lot of people spending a lot of time at home, and then made the commitment to take in an animal, not realizing you know life is going to go back to normal. Yeah. Um, I mean, I have to be honest. I and we've you know we've seen a few of those cases, but nothing really um, too too large. But I can imagine with some of the bigger areas where they're doing huge adoptions that that's been yeah been a challenge. Yeah, well, I think uh, sort of up here, I think people are more used to walking their animals and being outside and and going into the forest in the weekends. And I think there's probably um, the animals are seen as more companions than uh, an object to to uh, you know I just across the road just before I was coming in there's that youth uh, place across the road here at across from the radio station and uh, the woman was walking in with a um, a regular sized um, um, what, what, a poodle that's what it was and he had the harness and everything so he was going in to do his work with the kids over there and you know it just makes you feel so good to see the the animals uh, be, not just for home you know yeah. you, you've got them for outside yeah. for other people it's yeah. wonderful and uh, do you still have that um, mastiff no, he was actually adopted out in Alberta. Um, we ended oh. up doing a road trip and taking him up there. I've actually I got a photo here in the shelter of him <laughs> with his siblings. So he's got a a, um, a black uh, blue healer and a pity as his best buddy. So oh, it, he's loving life, absolutely loving life. So. And and then the uh, the little black dog that was fairly old is is she still there? Uh, no, she. Uh, oh, the little um, Dashan cross. Yes. Yes. Unfortunately, we just had no one interested in taking her. And, I, you know, it, I know it's really hard for people because it is, um, you know, 11-year-old um, dog isn't going to live that much longer. So yeah. It's more like a retirement home. But, yeah, we unfortunately haven't had any interest in her. And your cat, did the cat, that old cat that you had, has, did he finally pass away? Uh, yes. Oh, oh. But he had his forever home there. He yeah, was probably he the boss. Yeah. Yeah, that's a shame, eh? Yeah. And, and so, um, the other thing that you do, you have to fundraise for everything. You don't have, um, any kind of guaranteed funding, do you? No, we don't. So unfortunately, we don't get any government funding. So we're 100% donor 
donor funded. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if people aren't donating to our organization, then uh, we're not able to do what, what we're doing, you know. And, you know, and that's the thing. Year on year, year we don't know what it's going to look like. It's, you know, constantly a need for getting to get funding. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that we did receive some money for some grants. Um, some of the, um, we got a, the gaming grant to do some of our spare and neuter programs. Yes. So, you know, that was something this year that we could kind of like really tackle, which was great. Yes. Um, but we don't always know what every year is going to look like for funding. Yeah, that's kind of nerve wracking. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's every every year you're wondering what you can and can't do, right? So it is a challenge. Oh, yeah, that's, that's tough. Um, and so you take uh, donations of money. What other things do you need? Blankets and. Yeah. We always uh, things like blankets, kennels, um, dog leashes, collars, cat toys is something we go through a lot, cat scratch posts, uh, cleaning supplies like bleach, laundry detergent, dishwashing liquid, uh, all those kind of things. Anything that you could possibly think a pet could have is something we need. Um, large garbage bags, um, you know, all those things that people don't necessarily realize that we, we go through a lot of that. So Yeah, and, and so I guess kitty litter, is there a special kind of kitty litter that you prefer um no so we usually use pellets in the shelter and that's just because they're biodegradable yes um, and then it actually smells less which is something we really find useful in oh, the shelter yeah. but when they're going out to foster and so forth we send them with whatever litter we have so the yeah, thing yeah i those pellets probably because i cannot believe the amount of dust i have i have um two cats now and I have three boxes and uh, th- the dust that comes off of that kitty litter is amazing yeah and yeah. so the pellets are probably healthier for um, you as well but you know what you can just dispose of it daily the fact that it's biodegradable is really amazing and I have to be honest I use it in my own home yes no you can't even smell that you uh, have a cat in the house I'm going to try that now um, do you have um, cat kibble like food do you need that? Uh, yeah, we do all the time. You know, things like kitten kitten foods really something we have a lot of shortage on. We have thirty three kittens at the moment. So. Thirty three kittens. Yeah. Oh, we didn't dear. have any December. We were complaining that we didn't have <laughs> kittens, and now yeah, sorry, I put that complaint out. Yeah, really. And so you need kitten uh, kitten food and. Um, and then toys for the kittens, yeah. and and then I suppose um, towels and blankets and stuff can be used for them as beds if we if you don't have enough uh, beds for them. Most um, definitely, yeah. Yeah. So towels, blankets, um, laundry soap, um, Javex, or bleach as you called it, yeah. <laughs> and. Um, and then we could do uh, kibble for dogs and cats. Uh, do you get other animals like goats and sheep? And uh, Not often. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we mainly deal with domestic animals. Uh, we do have a reptile division, so um, oh. we do have a lot of reptiles that come through that. Really? Uh, we have had a pig once, but that's as much as we have gotten into livestock. Yeah. Yeah, so, and I guess those things would go out to the horse rescue or, or yeah, someplace like that, eh? Yeah. yeah, though it would be fun to have a, a pig around. I think they're quite cute. <laughs> oh, yeah. It was super fun. I think we had like a 170,000 shares or something and we got that. <laughs> now, do you need shavings as well or? Um, yeah, if we do, if we do take animals, we do need that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And so, 
Um, I'm just making a list here because I think it's important that we help you in whatever way that we can and that, you know, um, there may be some of us who are cleaning out our closets and have some old blankets that we don't need, uh, towels that, uh, you know, that are not um, beautiful anymore, but they're still good. And, uh, you know, I have a whole stack of uh, dishcloths. I don't know why I bought them, but those would be something you could use to oh, yeah. Yeah, wipe yeah. up. And where's your exact address? Um, it's Unit 11, uh, 1839th Avenue, so it's called the Caribou Industrial Estate. Oh, yes. So basically across from the Nacheco Bottle Depot. Oh, okay. I know where you are now. Yeah, okay. Uh, I know more the SPCA because I was involved with that and involved in getting the the uh, spay-neuter. Um, and I think that I'll get back involved with them again now that you tell me that they have the political clout. Then I need to get involved with that so that we can make some changes in in uh, regulations. Yeah, you know, I really have to say you're special people, and uh, I really am grateful for what you do. Uh, how many kittens again? Thirty three. Thirty three kittens. Well, we all need to take a kitten. <laughs> yeah. And do you have people fostering? Yes, we do. You know, we always need new foster homes because, unfortunately, we either lose them during the adoption process, so they end up adopting the animals they're fostering. Yes, yeah. Um, you know, that's a large chunk of uh, how we lose a lot of our fosters. And then you get a lot of foster fatigue, right? So they've been doing it multiple times. They get pretty tired. So, yeah. You know, we're always looking to uh, get new fosters on board. Yeah. And uh, so you run on volunteers as well. Yes, I have, uh, there's two paid staff members, but the rest is volunteers. Yeah, and so you need people to come and uh, walk the dogs and help uh, clean up after 33 kittens and yep, stuff yep. like that. Oh, 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 yeah. Well, we just have to stay in touch, Angela. I want to make sure that you know that we support you and that whatever um, senior moments and CFIS can do to help oh, you and the animals, just give us a dingle, eh? Will do. Okay. Well, I'll be in touch uh, towards uh, probably October or something and see what's happening then. Sounds good. All right. All right. Thanks so much. Um, I'll talk to you in fall. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. This, This is Senior Moments, and we'll take a short break, and we see our next guest coming in. The Spirit of the North Healthcare Foundation invites you to give a hug for healthcare, celebrate those we can now see, remember those we have lost, and honor the healthcare workers who bravely navigated incredibly challenging times. Create your own hug jar with your individual token amount, then add a token to your hug jar for each hug given and received. Every donation helps and is eligible for a charitable receipt. Hug for healthcare. For more information, contact the Spirit of the North Healthcare Foundation office at 250-565-20. A well-designed team in all aspects of an organization makes missions possible. Effective recruitment tools and processes can save valuable time and resources to set you up for success. On August 10th, the Vantage Point's Tools for Recruitment explores the tools and strategies for finding the ideal candidate for your organization. Best practices to screen resumes, develop interview questions, conduct reference checks, and more. All covered in this three-hour workshop. Tools for Recruitment, August 10th from 9 to noon. Register today through thevantagepoint.ca. 
Extreme heat is especially dangerous for infants and young children. Tune in regularly to local weather forecasts so you know when to take extra care. Stay alert for symptoms of heat illness. Keep your child hydrated with plenty of cool liquids to drink before they feel thirsty. Keep your home as cool as possible and plan outdoor activities during cooler parts of the day. More information on how to keep your children safe during extreme heat is available at the Health Canada website through Canada.ca. Forecast from Environment Canada for today, a mix of sun and cloud with local smoke, a high of 27 and a high UV index. Tonight, partly cloudy with local smoke, a low of 12. On Wednesday, a mix of sun and cloud with local smoke, a high of 28 and a very high UV index. You're listening to Senior Moments on 93.1 CFIS-FM. Brought to you in part by Riverbend Seniors Community. When you live at Riverbend, you will feel right at home. Okay, Sharon, we're back again. Okay, we're back with our favorite guest. Yeah, <laughs> and you're my favorite accountant. <laughs> oh, slow. Don't touch the table. Don't touch the table. <laughs> but it is one of my favorite places to come and share with, with all the information that's going on. Yeah. It's so exciting nowadays. You just, everybody's just up to something. They are. So Margaret Jackson, in case you don't recognize her voice. <laughs> Thank you, Sharon. And we're going to talk about rooftop rock. And I'm telling you, when I started reading what was going on, Margaret, this sounds fantastic. It is beyond fantastic. Uh, beyond my wildest dreams, actually. I did not expect it to happen this quickly. Yeah. But converting it to the flatbed truck scenario the layout's nicer more conducive to a larger crowds yes Um, and working with northern health i i'm not i'm not part of the working group yeah i'm just one that likes to tag along these fantastic events that these amazing citizens of prince george puts together yeah and kudos to kyle sampson and his team and and diane that's helping put all the vendors together it's just (gasps) phenomenal when i started reading the vendors i got so hungry and i mean (laughs) because there's things here that i would die to have you know and they're coming to our place and first of all rooftop rock is is um the flatbed edition and it's going to be musicians musicians comedians um it's pretty much almost like an open night if you want open mic but yeah uh, they've got a great list of of entertainers yeah definitely a great and list. um so it's going to be on august the 7th this saturday this coming saturday and it's open from noon till nine, nine o'clock and it's free totally free to anybody zero to 110 or better yeah um yeah there there is no age limit there is no uh requirements to participate we do have some fundraiser activities going on to support activities like the wheeling warriors that yes. are so phenomenal for prince george and the northern area for, yeah. for cancer for they sure they raised a million dollars i think of her uh, cancer over time it, yeah. it ha- they have yeah and, and saturday's goal is to reach ten thousand dollars which is totally doable it is it is totally anybody just give a dollar and we've got it made well if we if we talk about um Let's talk about the food. <laughs> I mean, you know, I, I he just I, wants I, to make us hungry. Oh well, I mean, I have to go because glaze. What is it? Gla- Gladue or glaze? Do Smokey Juniors? 
there's lemon heaven. I I've never heard of it. It sounds like heaven to me. I'm assuming it's the lemon drinks, but I oh. I've not heard of them either. Well, I I just bought a lemon pound cake. That's what. Oh dear. <laughs> it's so good. It sounds too many calories. Yeah, but I love the tiny or teeny tiny taco truck. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's going to be amazing. And white goose uh, gosling. So that must be a part of our white goose, is it? It is. Yeah. They're always fabulous. Yeah. And then Franco Gourmet Hot Dog. I mean, hot dogs are something that I haven't had for a while. I got to come. I'm just going to eat all day. Yep. That's all I And, and the kettle corn, of course. It's oh, a, my favorite. It's a staple. You oh, got to have it. Oh. Yep. And then legendary um, spud truck. Um, so that's going to be fries, I would think. Uh, well, I'm assuming fries, but then I got to thinking jeepers. Maybe it's it's the baked potato with all the stuffings. What if it's just garlic mashed with beef gravy? I could eat that. I could too. Oh, that sounds really good. <laughs> it might have a variety. Yeah. Oh, Open Door good. Cafe. I don't know that one either, but that must be... Um, somebody that's managed to adjust to the so COVID. I believe the Open Door Cafe is now where the Voltaire Cafe is. Okay. I, I believe yeah. that's where the Open Door is at the moment. So they're going to be smart and bring a sample of their food and get people to come and be cu- and make a donation yeah. to the Weakling Warriors. And the Mountain Air Kettle Corn. Um, I, I'll buy a truckload of that and put it in my freezer. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. And what is that ship uh, stick and chip, oh, chip. chip sticks? And it's mini donuts. And, yes, and mini, mini and donuts. Everybody are loves good. the minis because they're full of fat and yeah. sugar. <laughs> Yum. And then, uh, what's the last one there? Tasty food? Um, I it's can't Casino even... Tasty Foods. I'm not familiar with that one. No. So I'm really excited just to learn all these diverse. Yep. Palettes and smells, and it's oh, just. And you you're going to be able to have your truck, but you can have a chair. And if you want to set up a table, just come and make it your your home away from home. Yeah, Spend or if you've got a pickup truck, you can just sit in the back of the pickup Absolutely. with a chair and tailgate party. Yeah, yeah, that way. And um, and then uh, the there's music. Music from, well, we've got fabulous Rick Staley kicking off the show at noontime, so mm. you got to make sure you get there. Mm-hmm. But definitely go to the Facebook, because it does have a list of, of the vendors and uh, the food. And the map of the vendors actually are just being produced today by Diane. Oh, um, uh-huh. So I know the face painting, Mandy, with her face painting, the yes. kids line up for... Yeah, around for yeah. her. Want to be a cat? The mini train's going to be there. From is it? Is it, it going to be there? I and thought it was going to be. I, so that's going to be there. Oh, that's cool. Classic car oh, show. Oh yeah, I love that. Yeah. And the one thing that Prince George is definitely needing for a long time is uh, showcasing the big trucks, the big rigs. Oh, yes. You know, our industry has been built on, you know, yeah, the mining and the forestry. And, and yeah. I had no idea. Even my grandson, sorry, not my grandson, it's my son-in-law that <laughs> works on the, he's a welder on the big rigs. Oh, and yes. And the tires are, he can't even make it up to the, in the wheel well. It's, it, they're just huge, yeah. massive. Yeah, yeah. So it's going to be interesting to see what kind of big rigs they are able to bring there because space is limited. I've been called the big rig. 
They're huge. <laughs> your, your T-shirt says, I think my guardian's not available at the moment. Mm-hmm. I think my guardian angel drinks. <laughs> Something's happening here. Oh, it's just me. But I don't know uh, Studio 720. I don't know that. I don't know that one either. Yeah, but they're musicians, I take it. Constantly. Yeah. Constant lineup. It's just never a dull moment. And, Chris and Goodwin. There's yeah. going to be, well... Northern Interior Community Association will be there oh. with spinning the wheel. Oh, nice. Make a donation, spin the wheel, and pick your prize. Stuffed animals, of uh-huh. course. Uh-huh. Um, with all the proceeds going to the Second Avenue Mural Project and Wheeling oh. Warriors. So that's, that's, it's a good spot for us, getting yeah. the information out there. And that's what I mean. The vendors themselves, it's so diverse. You're going to clothing and jewelry and um, the name certificates that we presented to yeah. you and Judy yeah that lady will be there um, yeah it's just it's just gonna be the best ever for over a year and a half 16 months waiting for this to come about and Mike McGuire is gonna be there yep That'll Absolutely. be fun. Yeah. And a family-friendly Mike McGuire, it's always a good show. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, we had lots of laughs without swearing and cursing and stuff in it years ago. The comedians knew how to make you laugh without having to curse. Well, yeah, I'm definitely a follower of that other F word. Yeah. In comedy, it should be fun. Yeah. Capital F for fun. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. It should be. Yes. And then... So it's at the CN Center. Exhibition Park. Yeah. And uh, and it was going to be on rooftops downtown. That was, and then it got canceled because of COVID, eh? That's correct. Yeah. And, and it, it, it was maybe a couple weeks too much into COVID. Yeah. Um, but we understand the concept was to let people know that we're in this together. Yes. And we, we can go through it. And we're on the downhill side. Mm-hmm. So I know most of the, the areas that I've been involved with so far are all COVID friendly, have this uh, hand sanitation there. Oh, yeah. I will have my mask available. Yeah. Um, so we, d- we do encourage people to stay COVID wise. Yeah. Protect yourself and your families. Because we don't want this to be the only one we ever have. Yeah. I can see that Kyle and the team doing amazing things coming up. So you can get your shot there, too. Northern Health is going to have clinic. Yeah. And so that is really good. It is. No appointment necessary. Yeah. And so if you've already had your first shot and you haven't got your second one, or if you haven't had one at all, there you are. You can go and get um, some mini donuts and, and be eating them while you get a shot. That's right. <laughs> that's right. Or, or and, a lemon drink, which has lots of vitamin C, and that's always a good thing to Yes. Yeah. And... and uh, there's lots of vendors going to be there. The different musicians are going to be there. All these different food things. That's where I want to go. I've, I've been eat, eating properly. I want to have a day of eating improperly. <laughs> okay, then I won't tell you Save on Foods will be there as well. Promoting healthy. <laughs> oh, yeah, right. Yeah. Well, I go there and buy wraps, chicken wraps from them. Uh, oh, you for know, sure. You know. For sure. And they're good. And so tell me some more. 
Well, I definitely want to give a great shout out to the the partners that Kyle's put together, and that's Canadian Tire. Oh, of course, great yeah. community supporters. Yeah. Save on Foods, Telus. Oh, yes. Of course, being a Telus retiree, I always got to say Telus is a great community support. Yeah, uh, they are. Yeah, Fortis. yeah, Fortis Gas. Oh, okay. Primus Electric. Uh, okay. Brinks Group. Oh John, yeah. John and his group yeah. is always yeah fabulous. Yeah. BBRD, the Signet Industry for signage. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They're they're fabulous. And quick. Yes. And very creative. Yes. Take them their ideas and it just flourishes. They run with it. Yeah. Yeah. Grace by Designs. Oh, yes. Yes. Horton, or I should say Dave Horton Mm -hmm. and company. Mm -hmm. Um, They did that excellent uh, egg Oh, tour. yes, yes. yes. Yep. Oh, they, okay. Fabulous. And of course, can't forget Integra's Credit Union. Oh, no. They are the, you know, they are so community minded. They're so yep. good to us. Yep. And, and I don't know people, if they know, if they go on their website, they can see where they can apply for grants. From, That's true. Yeah. And it's Integra's. not just grants. They, If you have a project and if yep. you go in and talk with Dan Wingham. Oh, yes, Danny boy. He will say, we can help you with this and this and this, mm-hmm. but maybe you might want to check out something over here or over there. So he's a great resource. He really is. Yeah. And he's an idea guy. And, and uh, uh, Phoenix's um, uh, fence, their privacy fence is uh, okay. gratis of uh, the work, the staff painting and putting it up. And Isn't stuff. that something? Yep. Yeah, they're wonderful. Uh, and uh, they were one of our sponsors. I don't know if they still are or not. I don't hear it. I don't think we have any sponsors right now, Sharon. Yeah, I hear. I hear. It's kind of gotten do. quiet. I, yeah, even my has. memberships. I, I'm letting my memberships last. And, and so I know it's off the topic, but people, if you've got a membership to CFIS Radio, yeah. re- renew it because yeah. we PGX forget. won't be there. And that's where I usually renew mine is at the PGX yeah, or the that's BCA. right. Yeah, um, your seniors get your memberships renewed, even though you can't go in. They they are providing food, takeout, dinners, and things. Renew your memberships. Yeah. They're only twenty or twenty five dollars. Uh, Ecra is uh, providing food still. Um, they are. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. It's frozen or um, yeah. on the go kind uh, yeah, of thing. Yeah, absolutely. And so uh, this is going to be a fun thing. It's it's sort of to celebrate the uh, innovation by our many organizations in our community because uh, we just had Amy here from the library and how they have had to adjust and do different things. And many of our services it's, have had to been, find another way to provide service, you know. It's been a difficult time. Mm-hmm. And it's time to... Not totally go crazy yet. No, 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 <laughs> we, no. We are um, like uh, Dave and, and Scott have that crazy damn Canadian uh, podcast. <laughs> That's <and> right. <laughs> so we don't want you to go crazy that way yet. But um, yes, check out that podcast as well. And, it's amazing. Yeah, and so Saturday, you can at noon, go over, bring your vehicle, bring a chair, bring the kids. Family and friends. Yeah, and it's kind of to acknowledge um, what our community has done and to kind of celebrate that we've gotten through a little bit of this COVID stuff. We're not out of the woods yet. No. Between COVID and the wildfires, Yeah, I, I can't say enough kind things about all the 
the team effort collectively. We've come together, and, and we really, you know, between the city of Prince George coming yeah. on board. Um, yeah, and our community. Norm Coyne coming on board and bringing so much to Prince George. Yes. Kyle and his team. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, we were talking about humane, to the Humane Society before you came in, and they got 33 kittens there. Yeah, kitty litter came to mind. Yeah, and they used the pellets, and I'm going to switch over. Yeah, she said there's no odor with that, and it's biodegradable. Right. And uh, uh, so, I mean, there's the other, the the SPCA and all of those people that are helping the animals right now. You know, that's, uh, I wonder if they're going to have a table at this thing, you know, I would hope so. I I, I can connect with Angela and make sure she gets yeah, one. Yeah, um, The other concern in that regards is I read an article that it's it's become the pandemic puppy issue. Mm-hmm. The dog trainers, the the dog industry itself has exploded because there's so many people that went out to get a companion during COVID. Yeah, um, and now want to get rid of them. There, there's some concerns, you know, take good yep. care of these panniers. Um, but yes, what's going to happen after COVID and yeah. everybody feels they're back to normal and don't need that companionship. Yeah. yeah. I got to tell you, you always need that companion. They're there's not nothing. objects. They're little. There is nothing better than an unconditional love from your pet. That's right. And spell dog backwards. Exactly. What? and i saw one going over across the road just before i came into the show to do the show uh, um and it was going in to work with the kids over there oh excellent and you know their animals are beautiful i hope that yeah get a hold of her so that they can have a table there and maybe because they're they're totally donation humane society they have no funding except maybe from gaming that's about it you know well, thank you, Margaret. We will have to be on again because I definitely have more news about funding and government grants, not okay. just local, provincial, and federal funding all coming out. So, Oh, well, we, yeah, I was thinking about that today. We, yeah. we didn't have enough time again. No, we, we never have enough time. But I do want to say thank you to CFIS Radio for all the time that they do give to oh, the community. It's our pleasure, uh, yeah. It's it's. The unspoken hero is kind of like our medias, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the GOAT, the CKPG, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. CBC, yeah. and CFIS Radio. Mm-hmm. If you need to know what's happening, get connected, mm-hmm. CFIS. And we're here to help. That's what our job is, is to shine a light on the services that aren't getting a light shone on them. And, uh, and so... You know, pack it up for this Saturday. I'm going to be over there. I'm going to eat popcorn until it comes out my ears. <laughs> you know, it's sweet and salty, that that popcorn. That's what I, I like. Think she's starting <laughs> to talk about addictions. We're, we're changing the subject on us. Yeah, that's face down in a bag of popcorn. That's it me, is. man. Rather than a, um, um, a bottle of whiskey or a beer. Well, <laughs> yeah, are they going to have the beer guys over there? The winery going to be there? I did yeah. not get that information from Kyle or Diane, so I'm going to say yeah. most likely not. Yeah. Um, because that takes quite a lot more. Yeah. I know it's coming to FanCon. Okay, good. I know it's coming yeah. to FanCon. But yeah. I did want to say that there is 
about 15 more spaces available at as a oh, vendor. Okay. So if they contact me, I can get them into that and give them all the email. And I didn't bring Diane's email, but give me a shout, 250-961-1999, and we'll get you connected so you can get a table out there as well. Yeah, that's a great idea. Well, yeah. let's go Saturday noon. But now we got to go. Yeah, we do. So, Margaret... I'm hungry. Uh, <laughs> Come to Exhibition Park on Unspeakable Boulevard, Saturday, noon to nine. I we'll will. I'll see you there. You betcha. Thanks so okay, much. Okay, tune in next week. Uh, we'll say goodbye for now. And thanks, Margaret. It's always fun. <laughs> Senior Moments is a co-production of 93.1 CFIS-FM and the Prince George Council of Seniors. Senior Moments is produced by Sharon Hurd with production assistance from A.J. Fair. Theme music is courtesy of Golf Brooks Music. Catch the rebroadcast of today's show tonight at 9 or replay past shows through the podcast at cfisfm.ca. You're listening to CFISFM Prince George, a not-for-profit community radio station broadcasting with 500 watts of power at 93.1 on the FM dial. CFISFM.